Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, Hamas says it's ready to release up to 70 women and children hostages in Gaza. But what does the terrorist group want in exchange? The new details, plus what we're learning about the identities of the first U.S. military deaths related to the war between Israel and Hamas. Here are tonight's headlines. Hospitals caught in the crossfire. Thousands of patients and civilians are trapped as Israel surrounds Gaza's largest hospital, where it says a Hamas command center is hiding underneath. The five special ops soldiers killed in a training exercise in the Mediterranean. The investigation tonight into the Black Hawk crash. Plus more American airstrikes in Syria. And we're there for the emotional reunion between a mother and son after she was trapped for over a month in Gaza. What is it like for you to look into your mother's eyes, to be able to hug her, to touch her? We say Alhamdulillah, thank God, praise be to God that she, she made it out. I'm very, very happy. A U.S. Secret Service officer opens fire while protecting one of the president's grandchildren. No one was hurt, but an investigation is now underway. The traffic is going to be horrendous. A massive fire shuts down a major freeway. How long it'll affect the commutes of millions. Workers here aren't taking any chances. They're shoring up the overpass right now out of concern it could collapse. Breaking news, Paul Pelosi testifies. What the husband of the former speaker, Nancy Pelosi, is saying about the man accused of attacking him with a hammer. Could a popular weight loss drug also reduce the risk of serious heart problems by 20%? And buckle up, Thanksgiving is next week, and it could be the busiest in nearly two decades. When to avoid the airports and roads, we'll tell you.
Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Monday night. And we begin tonight with the war in Gaza and the hospitals caught in the middle of the fighting. Fierce battles are taking place on the doorsteps of hospitals and Palestinian health officials say patients are trapped inside. The World Health Organization says Gaza's largest hospital is surrounded by Israeli soldiers and is no longer functioning. Israel says Hamas uses hospitals as a shield, making it a legitimate military target. Take a look at this video released today by the Israeli military. They claim that it shows a stockpile of weapons and one of the motorcycles used in the October 7th terror attack inside a children's hospital. Well, tonight, President Biden is saying hospitals must be protected. And today we're learning the identities of five U.S. service members killed when their helicopter crashed into the eastern Mediterranean Sea during a training mission. That means the first American military deaths related to the war. CBS's Deborah Pata will start us off tonight from East Jerusalem. Good evening, Deborah. Good evening, Nora. And tonight we are learning that medical staff from Doctors Without Borders won't leave Al-Shifa Hospital before their 600 or so patients have been evacuated. And they want guarantees that there is a safe corridor to do so. And we should warn that some of the images you're about to see are hard to watch. A sanctuary turned cemetery at Al-Shifa Hospital there is no room left in the morgue for those who could not be saved. Gaza's health system is on its knees. Exhausted staff work in the dark with no medicine, no equipment, no hope. Al-Shifa doctor Mohammed Obaid sent out this desperate message. They have the hospital many times. We are nearly sure that we are alone now. No one hears us. The Israeli military says this footage shows their soldiers delivering 80 gallons of fuel to Al-Shifa, which they claim Hamas refused. Hamas denies this, saying it wouldn't last longer than 30 minutes anyway. Doctors there say already at least three newborn babies have died. Dozens more seen here fighting for their lives after the incubators stopped working. Both sides are using Al-Shifa to prove the other's inhumanity. Israel says Hamas is running its operations from tunnels deep below, using patients as human shields. A woman, clothes and a rope. And tonight released this footage from inside a children's hospital claiming hostages abducted on October 7th were likely held there. The IDF claims Hamas operated from beneath this hospital. Gaza's health ministry insists Hamas is not using its hospitals, saying Israel has repeatedly attacked al-Shifa without justification, evidence it believes of Israel's willingness to sacrifice the most innocent of lives. President Biden makes it clear. The hospital must be protected. The evacuation of the critically injured is almost impossible. For those left inside Al-Shifa, it is a living hell. But even in hell, there are rules. In war, hospitals are off limits. If misused, they can become legitimate targets. But the patients, their caregivers, and above all, children who cannot leave must be protected. 
And CBS has learned that a three-year-old American girl is among the hostages being held in Gaza after her parents were killed during the Hamas attack. And tonight, Nora, Hamas is floating the idea of releasing up to 70 women and children in exchange for a five-day truce. Deborah Pata, thank you. For the third time in just over two weeks, the U.S. has launched another round of airstrikes in Syria against Iran's revolutionary guards and other Iranian-backed groups, this time with possible casualties. CBS's David Martin is at the Pentagon with those details and more on the deaths of five U.S. soldiers who were in the Middle East to support the possible evacuations of Americans. The pace of U.S. airstrikes against targets in eastern Syria quickened overnight. This time, American planes targeted a training area and safe house belonging to Iran's Revolutionary Guards. And a defense official said the bombs likely caused casualties. But the strikes have failed to stop Iranian-backed militias from firing drones and rockets at U.S. troops in Iraq and Syria, prompting this warning from Defense Secretary Austin. These attacks must stop. Uh, and if they don't stop, then we won't hesitate to do what's necessary again to, to protect our troops. Militias keep putting out videos claiming to show some of the more than 50 attacks launched against Americans since the start of Israel's war with Hamas. No U.S. soldiers have been killed, although dozens have suffered minor injuries. But the war has led to the deaths of five American special operators whose Black Hawk helicopter crashed during a nighttime refueling in the eastern Mediterranean. Although National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said he does not consider them casualties of Israel's war. This accident did not occur in combat. It occurred during a training mission. And so uh, that's why, from my perspective, it would not be from this war. The helicopter crew was operating out of Cyprus on alert for a possible rescue of hostages or evacuation of civilians. Part of a major U.S. buildup throughout the Middle East intended to warn Iran and its proxies not to exploit the fighting in Gaza. So far, it has not stopped the war from spreading to Iraq and Syria and not stopped the Houthi rebels in Yemen from shooting down a U.S. drone over the Red Sea. With all those forces, the U.S. is capable of launching much more destructive strikes than it has so far. But every option risks pouring more fuel on an already burning fire. Nora? David Martin at the Pentagon, thank you very much. Well, now to a frightening incident involving the security detail of President Biden's granddaughter. The Secret Service is investigating after an agent opened fire on three suspected car thieves. CBS's Nancy Cordes reports this comes amid a rise in crime right here in the nation's capital. The incident happened in the upscale neighborhood of Georgetown, not far from the White House, where Naomi Biden lived with her grandparents before getting married last year. Just before midnight last night, agents guarding the 29-year-old's new home encountered possibly three individuals breaking a window of a parked, unmarked Secret Service vehicle. One of the agents discharged a service weapon, though it does not appear anyone was struck, and the suspects fled the scene in a red sedan. Have you spoken to your granddaughter today? Naomi Biden was not outside when the incident happened, and it's not clear the suspects even knew they had targeted a law enforcement vehicle. Auto thefts and carjackings in D.C. are up by about 100 percent since last year. Violent crime is up 39 percent. 
Minnesota Congresswoman Angie Craig was assaulted in her apartment building elevator in February. And Texas Congressman Henry Cuellar was carjacked at gunpoint near the Capitol last month. How concerned is the president about the increase of crime in this city where so many government workers live? We are definitely concerned about what we're seeing, and not just here, across the country, obviously. The problem has gotten so bad here that D.C. police have been advising residents to drive in the middle lane with their doors locked to reduce the risk of being carjacked. As for last night's incident, because it involved a weapons discharge by a Secret Service officer, it will be investigated by the D.C. Police Internal Affairs Unit. Nora. Nancy Cordes at the White House. Thank you. I want to turn now to some breaking news. Paul Pelosi, husband of former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, took the stand today in the trial against the man accused of attacking him with a hammer at their home last year. CBS's Elise Preston was inside the courtroom. Paul Pelosi came face to face with David Tapap today when Pelosi took the witness stand. It's the first time he's been in the same room with the defendant since the brutal attack. What's going on, man? DePap has been charged with attempted kidnapping and assault after breaking into former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's home last October in the early morning hours. Drop the hammer. Um, nope. Body cameras from responding officers showed DePap holding Paul Pelosi by the arm before lunging at him and beating him with a hammer. Nancy Pelosi was not home during the attack. Today, Paul Pelosi told jurors, looking at him and looking at the hammer, I recognized that I was in serious danger. After his arrest, DePap told investigators his goal was to kidnap the House Speaker and interrogate her. He says he wanted to stop her from carrying out her official duties. If she told the truth, I'd let her go stop her. If she lied, that would be great. Prosecutors asked Pelosi, what did he say? He said she was the leader of the pack. He had to take her out. Now, prosecutors say the 43-year-old researched and planned an attack for a couple months. Nora? Elise Preston with that breaking news. Thank you. Well, there's more breaking news out of California. Governor Gavin Newsom tonight saying a massive fire that shut down the busy 10 freeway appears to be arson. That's the preliminary determination. CBS's Carter Evans reports on the indefinite disclosure, rather, in Los Angeles that will impact millions of commuters. As flames lit up the Southern California skies, burning for several hours, the nightmare was just beginning. The biggest casualty, a stretch of one of the nation's busiest freeways, Interstate 10 in Los Angeles, completely closed near downtown with no timetable for reopening. If you don't have to go to work, if you can work remote, just do that. 300,000 vehicles normally pass through here every day. All this emptiness, 10 lanes of traffic means other freeways and surface streets are now gridlocked. It's been taking us about 45 minutes where it used to take us about 10. Today, inspectors walked along the roadway and poured through debris underneath. A wooden structure now helps keep this section from collapsing amid charred metal and crumbling columns scorched by flames that may have exceeded 1,200 degrees. Do you think they're going to have to tear this down and start over? I think some of that is damaged enough to say we're going to have to replace it. But as bad as it looks, there may be hope. When a tanker fire in Pennsylvania earlier this year collapsed part of I-95, the estimated repair time was several months. That highway reopened just 12 days later. In Los Angeles, a lot is riding on a quick fix. 
A long closure could have a major economic impact. Losing this stretch of the 10 freeway will take time and money from people's lives and businesses. It's disrupting in every way. And if the traffic looks bad now, this weekend is shaping up to be Carmageddon. We've got the UCLA-USC game, the Kings are playing, and ironically, it's opening weekend at the LA Auto Show, and all of it's happening just a couple of miles from this freeway disaster. Nora? Carmageddon, all right, good luck getting home. Carter Evans, thank you. Back here in Washington, it was a historic day at the U.S. Supreme Court where the nine justices, for the first time since the court was founded in 1789, have now adopted a formal code of conduct. The official ethics rules are being issued after several justices, including Clarence Thomas, came under scrutiny for undisclosed trips and gifts from billionaires. However, the court's critics note that the guidelines don't provide any method of enforcement, leaving compliance up to the justices. Now to an update on a California woman's 10-day trip to Gaza that turned into a month-long nightmare. In a CBS News exclusive, CBS's Adriana Diaz was there for the emotional reunion between mother and son. This is what American Naila El-Sharafa heard from her family's living room in Gaza. They're bumping around us. When a trip to see her sick mother turned into war. This is Nyla now at her California home. <laughs> Finally, reunited with her son Nabil this weekend. We say Alhamdulillah, thank God, praise be to God, that she made it out. How is it for you to be home? Happy, but not full happy. I hope I can get my family out. I feel guilty. Guilty to eat, guilty to sleep, guilty to take a shower. 25 family members sheltered together while bombs fell nearby. Oh my God, you felt the whole building like this. I hugged my mom right away. Back home in the U.S., her son was desperate, as he told us last month. I'm kind of just preparing myself right now, where I get a phone call that tells me my mother is not alive. Nyla made four attempts to cross the border before finally being allowed to evacuate. When you had to leave your family. Oh my gosh. Leave your mother. Yeah. What was that like? <laughs> it was a hard, very hard and sad, really. I don't know if I'm gonna see them again or not. We have 19 family members that have been killed and counting. He welcomed his mom home with this symbol. Why did you give your mother a key? I wanted to give her hope that you can go back and visit your mother's home. Adriana Diaz, CBS News, Camarillo, California. The weight loss drug Wagovi is now credited with helping some people cut the risk of heart attack and stroke. We'll have the details next. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion 
while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Southern Iceland was rattled today by hundreds of earthquakes, prompting fears of a major volcanic eruption. Nearly 4,000 people were evacuated over the weekend after the ground shook, roads cracked, and buildings were damaged. Officials said today there's a significant likelihood of an eruption in the coming days. In tonight's Health Watch, the makers of the weight loss drug Wagovi said there's evidence it can also help to improve heart health. In a trial involving more than 17,000 people with heart disease who were either obese or overweight with a BMI of 27 or higher, weekly shots of Wagovi cut the risk of a heart attack, stroke, or death by 20 percent. The findings could prompt insurance companies to expand coverage of Wagovi. That's a drug also used to treat diabetes. The head of the TSA said today this holiday season is expected to be the busiest ever. Over the 12-day period that begins on Friday, the TSA expects to screen 30 million passengers. Sunday, November 26, will likely be the busiest day with nearly 3 million passengers expected to go through airport security checkpoints. Meanwhile, AAA is projecting that more than 55 million people will travel 50 miles or more over Thanksgiving weekend. And the worst travel time... On Wednesday is between 2 and 6 p.m., so you may want to avoid the roads at that time. The Army sets aside the guilty verdicts of 110 black soldiers more than a century after the trial. We'll tell you why next. This portion of the CBS Evening News is sponsored by Ancestry. Discover. Preserve. Represent. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Finally tonight, the U.S. Army is righting a wrong more than 100 years after a historic miscarriage of justice. The Army has overturned the convictions of 110 black soldiers for the 1917 Houston riots that left nearly two dozen people dead. The soldiers, members of the 3rd Battalion, 24th Infantry Regiment, were also known as the Buffalo Soldiers and faced months of racial abuse and violence at the hands of the local police department. Nineteen of the soldiers were executed after being court-martialed. In a statement, the Secretary of the Army said in granting the men honorable discharges, the Army is acknowledging past mistakes and setting the record straight. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app 
or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes Podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news, and culture maker interviews, and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.